Hello everybody and welcome to Saints Radio, this very rare pre-seminar broadcast. I don't know how long it's been since we've had a Tuesday Saints Radio before seminar. Do you? Maybe six years? Seven? Or oh, longer? At least 20. Oh, at least 20. <laughs> I'm terrible with time. I can say, gosh, about six months ago and it was like three years ago. <laughs> Man, it's just, this is it, I know. I need the Issachar anointing. Time, well, <laughs> he, he knows times and seasons. I'm not sure he knows much about years. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, it's like I, I always marvel at how something can go by and you think it's been a couple months and it's been like four years. <laughs> I know, it's crazy. Uh, no, it's been a couple years, definitely. Normally on Tuesdays. You know, people would be arriving. There'd be people that have arrived down in the sanctuary praying. and I'm preparing for the afternoon sessions. Yeah, you would be uh, up in the high and holy encampment. My little cave. Getting ready <laughs> and people be lingering around the coffee Keurig. People be streaming in. There'd be all kinds of conversation in the Sunday school hallway. Which is really not the Sunday School Hallway. We should call it the Highway of the Saints. <laughs> the Highway of Holiness. The Highway of Holiness. <laughs> it goes from this the High and Holy Sanctuary into the... Did we decide what the... One of these days we're going to come up with a name for that right. place. Because that was the original sanctuary. Well, um, I guess we can, it could be the porch. <laughs> the porch. <laughs> The court of the Gentiles. <laughs> <laughs> What's this court of the Gentiles? You got the Holy of Holies, and then you I got knew, the, I knew the, the sanctuary. I don't know. Yeah, we'll have to come up with something. But I always wanted it to call it the upper room, but just because there's three steps. <laughs> <laughs> you could call it the almost upper room. Plus, I'm just, um, I've just always been fascinated with the upper room. And just what happened there, and so well, we should have probably called the chambers the upper room, and we should have called the youth room the chambers, or the saints saints hall, or Monty hall. <laughs> Aren't you glad you tuned into this stimulating? Yeah, I know we're already dialogue. Chat. We're only two minutes away. Whoever it was that can't stand chit chat has already gone on to listen to some podcast, <laughs> maybe old reruns of Jimmy Dean or something. I don't know. But point is, we uh, we miss having the gathering of the saints today. And some of the saints will be gathering, but but not the the main flow that normally happens. Yeah, I got a picture of um, from Port St. John of their sanctuary and their gathering place for the seminar, and and the caption was preparing for the seminar and it seems to me like I remember there was a sofa <laughs> there, there was some really comfortable looking seating and um, it blessed me I thought they truly are going to gather and tune in just like they were sitting on that second oh, pew that's great and I tell you I can't tell you how much I'm going to miss you being on that second pew even though we're not going to be preaching from here <laughs> but still um, that yeah. pew belongs to you I'm one of these days I'm going to get a sharpie and I'm going to Okay, I won't do that. <laughs> Don't put any ideas Write in your anybody's name. heads. 
course, somebody put a really lush-looking chair up there on, on the platform here at our church. And I, I, I went over there and I sat there and I thought all I need is an ottoman and I could just be like the, I could be like the, uh, the Speckens. I could just sit there and teach from that chair. Bill and Martha Joe would be really, they'd feel right at home. All I need is a big screen TV over here on the side. <clears throat> and um, Be the reclining prophet. <laughs> yeah, not the declining prophet. No, the reclining. Who was that? We, that used to be something we used to joke about, the reclining prophet. Not the weeping prophet, but that was a long time ago. Yeah. How many years was uh, that? At least 30. <laughs> We had the guy named the, I called the Weeping Prophet here. He was one of the old-timey board members, and every time he'd talk about two minutes into it, he'd start crying. And now, that, I've been labeled that myself, so don't don't make fun of that. I never labeled you that. I uh, know better than that. Harry Delaney and I always tease with one another that he's the male version, I'm the female version. Harry says that? Yeah, because he's a weeping prophet, too. Yeah, Harry, I'm going to have he's to. He's very emotional and sensitive. We get a picture of him. And we, yeah. could have, we could make posters for the Saints Network, you know. Yeah, I was just actually, I've been studying about all the different prophets over the last couple months. And this morning I was looking at Jeremiah. And what an interesting, just what an interesting life that that kid led. Well, actually, he wasn't always a kid. He started out a kid, but you know, his whole his his own household tried to kill him, wanted to kill him. I mean, he and he had such a heart for the people. He had such a heart to see them turn and have relationship with the Lord. So, yeah. anyway, yeah, he he was up. He was down, he was up, and he was down, and I can certainly understand that. But I think just the the heart of, or what God put in him, I mean, there was such a partnership with the Lord from the very beginning, and and it, it was, it really was based on New Covenant revelation, on relationship and partnership with Yahweh. That's really all they knew at that time. But knowing that true transformation only comes when it comes through the heart and and with the help and the grace of the Lord. And that really was his prayer for the people and they, amongst many, many other things. But um, I don't know. It's just interesting. Yeah, I, I was... I know we had talked about maybe doing um, some kind of a, of an introspective of well, that's probably not the good word uh, a maybe a, a season's broadcast or two a on series. the various prophets a series yeah um, and, and in some ways it is an introspective <laughs> because you know every person is going to have to deal with their calling work out their own salvation and if you have any prophetic inclination you're going to be uh, you're going to be on the waves of the spirit you're going to be stable and secure but you're going to you're going to face things a, a prophet has to face things and if they don't they're not really a prophet because 
if they don't ever come up to something that they say, I have to die to this. It's not a selective dying. Oh, yes, I'm, I, I'm dying. I'm Martyrus. But I'm dead to this and this and this and this. this over here and this over here. No, no, no. And I don't ever want to have anything that I have to say. I'm going to die to that. You know, the, the hardest thing that I've discovered in the past year <clears throat> was not dying to things that I liked. It's dying to things that I hate. That's been the hardest thing. And I was reading in uh, uh, this a selection of Upmost for His Purpose, and there was a there was a page on something that Saint Augustine said, and he was talking about how Jesus never defended himself, but he he was talking about how Saint Augustine said that. He had purposed to um, to not consider the people that were contesting him, and to not really give them in his thinking the time of day. That's what you have to do. And that's to me. If you're really a prophet, mm -hmm. you're going to face opposition, mm -hmm. and for you not to react to that and not let it even internally cause you problems. That's the most difficult to me, to me, the most difficult thing to die to. Uh, you know, really, it, it was a challenge to die to things you liked, to die to traditions, to die to the people's opinions of you. But that was, in retrospect, that was kind of easy because you were pursuing. But when you're pursuing and you're sensing those that are opposing the pursuit and you feel the 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 way that people are embodying hell to do that and mimicking um, mimicking Satan in the name of righteousness and to, to not respond to that to die to that is is difficult which is again why Jesus as a sheep before shears being dumb and to say something like forgive them they don't know what they do that wasn't just some platitude i mean he he knew good and well that there were some people who were there just because they wanted to see a, a crucifixion there's some people there because they had a morbidity to them and they loved to see suffering and some people just like to tell other people off and, but some of those people maybe didn't know the whole scope of what all the crucifixion meant, but they knew very well what they were doing. And for Jesus to say, forgive them, they don't know what they do, really speaks more to their, his, his willingness to let that go. And... Well... It I'm getting into my message tomorrow. I mean, this is so much of oh, well, what God not do it. put on my heart to talk about. But um, to me, I mean, that that's the foundation of the whole gospel message and and the testimony of Jesus. And that is our example. It's hard, though. And the only way we can do it, I mean, he says, take up your cross and go follow me, is to... You know, it's not just we pick up our cross and we carry it. We carry it and we allow ourselves to be crucified with Christ. And, and 
that's the only way that we can truly like identify and be vessels of grace and light to the world because everything in our mindset and perspectives screams everything you know screams the counter this isn't fair this is how dare they that's why i don't know it, it I, I i marvel at just the way that so many we talked about this before i think you and i did it just about how john the baptist he never defended himself he stood on behalf of the message and and did what god positioned him and brought him to this earth to accomplish and did it to the to the point of his head being on a platter and did it with all that he was and never um, really contested the mocking and the I mean he was an outcast basically God uses odd people <laughs> And I, you know, it's just, it, well, anyway, we don't need to. Well, that's okay. I mean, this is a prophetic, yeah. the week of the prophet here. And yeah, it's just the, the thing about it is, is I've been studying a lot about this because you, my topic is, is Martyria or Martis, or as Noah says, oh yeah, that Marty guy. <laughs> hmm. um, but it, it just encompasses so much. It's hard to narrow it down because it's just, I mean, it's throughout the word because yeah. it's the spiritual principle that we all have to live. And that's, that's going to be a thread throughout this whole seminar because that's the spirit of prophecy. Right. And so it's going to be hit over, not hit, it's going to be applied over and over and over again no matter where we are. But again, to me... Um, these have been very strange times. We're to say we're in a new place is an understatement. Even the the even where we find ourselves in the in the spirit realm and the interaction of the angelic. It's it's very new. And and even the way even the way uh, the enemy uh, tries to attack in in thoughts or accusations, just in the spirit realm, is different. And and again, I go back to this, and I I always say, don't let the enemy forge your pathway, but so often, so often the things that he tries to do are specifically designed to keep you from following um, a, you know let's say it this way the things the enemy does are specifically the tactic is commensurate with what he's trying to stop so if you see the enemy coming in one way chances are it's to block a manifestation of the ways of God or the seven through you. And so you can often tell a perspective why what is the enemy afraid of here? What what is he using and what does that utilization uh, reflect as to what he sees 
God's doing in you. And that's been a help to me. Now, again, it's not a maxim. I mean, it's not a... In the minute you, you make that a principle, the enemy would use that. You know what I mean? He'd start attacking this way to try to make you think, okay, well, I'm doing this just, you know, so that must mean I'm going here. And that's, you can't make it a principle, but it is often a tactic. And, um, but this business of being a prophet and in conjunction with the saints is so much more expansive and so much bigger than than the elemental trainings that we received regarding personal prophecy or even the fivefold gift of the prophet. Um, and I, I just think it's it's going to be an interesting week. But it is a new it is a new scenario. Um, and it, and again, it is almost like when we first started on this pathway toward being becoming saints. It's it's almost that you know we came into this new place, and we're scrambling to find from the Father. Where have you brought us here? What is this? But, so it's good, but it's ordered of the Lord. I'm just rambling now, obviously. It's always good. It's just sometimes it takes a minute to acclimate. <laughs> and a minute can seem like a thousand years. I mean, it, it takes... There's always a measure of acclimation to every new season and every new place where he brings us. And for me... And I know we talked about this a week or two ago. I mean, I, I feel like the most important thing that I do before the Lord is to stand. I mean, I cannot, I feel sometimes like I'm dodging arrows and I have got to stand. And that is just, that just is a continual, my spirit is just continually just reminding, being reminded of that. And um, so that's good. That's good. Uh, you know, I just, even just reflecting back on that very bizarre snow, ice, freeze that we had a couple weeks ago. That was not a coincidence. That was the, that, and, and I, I've prayed so much about it and the Lord's given me some revelation just out of the word I shared a scripture out of Job where he talks about where the Lord is talking to Job and he says he he references the storehouse of snow and hail for war and for battle. And so I've asked the Lord because about a week after that happened and during that snowstorm, I had a couple of our Elishas that were staying in my house. And it was really interesting because there was so much tension in the atmosphere it was just a totally different atmosphere. I mean, I think they couldn't wait to get out <laughs> and to go back to California, which is, is unusual. Yeah, it would take a whole lot of pressure right now for yeah. me to want to go back to California. 
But about a week later, I got a video from Noah where they had the flukiest hailstorm in Santa Barbara. He sent me a video, and the whole ground of Santa Barbara was covered in what looked like snow. Because I, as I prayed about that scripture about the snow, I thought, but there was no hail. But I just thought, Lord, what are you doing? Because I know the Lord was in that. But at the same time, I was just sensing so much of the enemy. Did he use that to protect us? You know, if he says the, the, the snow and the hail are in his storehouse for, for battle and for war, was that like a, um, a covering for us? that covered maybe some strategy of the enemy? I, I don't yeah, know. I mean, it's just, I know that, that the Lord's going to give us revelation and understanding about that because I think that, I think that as we go forward, we're going to see more things like that that are just supernatural acts of nature, which is God. And we need to be able to discern and be able to partner with whatever that is. And it was, I mean, for me, and I, I, I can maybe speak for you, Pastor, it was such a, my spirit was so inclined to learn, to discern and to hear and to learn, but it was miserable. <laughs> you playing with your cup over there? It's so miserable, my cup, my cup running over and it's just falling. So, you know, I mean, it's uncomfortable, but at the same time, I know that the Lord used it for his glory, and I, I just want to be able to to grab hold of that and declare that. Yeah, and I think, too, <clears throat> the whole premise of winter and the, the being prepared to, the dead. to go yeah. forward, and then all of those robins that came, which are a sign of spring and moving into the new. And there was a verse that... that uh, about hail that hail hail that said uh, you know it sweeps away the refuge of lies um we sure need that we still need it this country is just swimming in lies i mean just oh flooded with lies not lice but lies and Man, I, uh, I, I just believe that in the midst of all of that, God is is bursting forth now on uh, on behalf of His ways. So it's a it's a good it's a good time, but we we truly do miss having. <clears throat> having you all here and we hope that this is the last time that such a thing occurs what um, a wonderful reunion it'll be when we all can be back together yeah i know i have i have not flashbacks but just being in the sanctuary this morning or yesterday and just even this weekend and just thinking about and I did reference this on Sunday morning about how normally Luke and Sylvia would have arrived on Friday and what a blessing that is for them to travel from France every seminar and they have been doing that by the grace of God and to be able to receive them on behalf of their of that nation and 
know that we can impart into them and they can take that back into those saints there and it just I just felt I don't want to say I felt a void because what we have to do what we absolutely have to do is we have to gather at the throne and that's a big part of this prophetic week I mean that right hand at the throne is the prophetic place and we have got to know our place there and take our place there and function in that place there. So, um, Ponte place. Ponte Ponte place. Place. Ponte Ponte place. place. Yes, absolutely. But I mean, even, and, and we do have a couple of people that are coming. So if you see them on camera, do not be offended because it's not like we selected a few people to come and the rest aren't invited. That was not the case. Um, Annette will be here to help with the, um, whatever she helps with yeah she 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 offered her her servant her services at the last remote seminar to help us with all the zoom and all of that because she's very familiar with that and she was a huge help because remember we had all those zoom meetings for prophecy and for the prophetic and whatever else we did but um so she she extended herself to come and help again and so we of course are receiving her here and then I believe she has a sidekick coming who's going to be a part of the worship you can just guess who that might be but he has a deep voice and probably a, a beard but so it's not so Vicky, rules out Vicky. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Annette's coming to play the bass so we're we're thankful for that so I just never want anybody to be offended and think that we selected a favorites or anything like that. Not that we're above such a thing, but we didn't <laughs> do that this time. Um, yeah, it should be it should be an interesting it should be an interesting week, <clears throat> and we're we're going to be um, praying throughout. There will be various um, assignments of prayer not not assignments invitations for joint uh, prayer emphasis during the week and um, you know and I I think that even today uh, we would ask that you all would be in prayer for God to do what he wants to do. Amen. And for everything to go swimmingly. Yeah, yeah, if if he puts it on your heart too just to to pray against any technical issues, anything that would hinder the message from going out through the internet and um frustrations with that we just we just put those things to fly right now and because we are dependent on that we're dependent on the lord but we know the enemy he that's that's one of his ways of trying to interrupt mm -hmm. the flow and we just we just put his schemes to flight so if you have trouble I mean, we have, Pastor has been gracious enough to upgrade our systems to the highest quality that they can be so that there are no interruptions from, from here. Not that that cannot happen, 
but for the most part, 99.9% .9 of the time, I think things are going to be functioning. Yeah. So if you have a problem. The only issue we would have, and we pray that this doesn't happen, is if our provider in the variety, uh, spectrum decides to do some kind of a system shutdown or if there's some kind of a national thing. But we're praying that that it's doesn't happen. happen. So um, 90, I don't want to give a percentage, but the large portion <laughs> of the time that people say, I'm having an issue, it's, it's on your end. And you may be telling me so that I can fix it, but um, so just make sure that you're, you know, you've, you're updated and that you restart your system and um, correct those problems there. But just let's be in prayer that those things are kept away. So what else? I would just I would just encourage everyone to just approach this seminar just like you would if you were here and and join us in morning prayer tune in for the sessions in the morning enjoy your break we will have prayer from three to four before the afternoon session and we will make sure that if there is a directive that is that is announced at the end of the second session in the morning so that you know um, I will do my best to try to keep things communication flowing through Facebook um, if there's any hiccups or if there's anything that needs to be announced um, but at the same time give us some grace because we're navigating through this just like you are and um, just be engaged and 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 every single one of us has the responsibility to be engaged I can't do that for you can't do that for me and so just approach this as you're approaching an encounter with the Lord and he wants to encounter us through prayer he wants to encounter us through the truth to sow those seeds of truth into us um, to activate through the prophetic however he chooses to do that and only you can do that only you can engage and connect in the way that you know that you should to receive the full harvest so it's a discipline because I know it's easy when you're at home to be distracted by a multitude of different things and I know that a lot of you have jobs that you have to manage and you even do that while you're here but just recognize that this is um, this is a time of of impartation and it's a time of commissioning for us as the body and don't miss that and we we will I know me personally God's already put it on my heart to be engaged in prayer throughout the whole thing and to really you know the things that that i sense being imparted here to be that conduit to extend it into the saints all over the world into other nations and to each one of you individually and um so that's 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 by the spirit and just be open to receive and 
So that's what I would Amen. say. <clears throat> and just a word for you to be prepared. Um, Wednesday evenings uh, service will include communion, including the bitter sop. So those of you who want to get uh, the full the full measure of participation, you may want to be prepared for that. Uh, I know we've done communion at different times during the week over the years, but this time we're doing it on a Wednesday evening. That's so crazy because I was just laying up on the platform before we came up here and the Lord told me to take communion. <clears throat> and and he told me to take communion like the first day of the seminar. And my, my mind goes to, of course, I wonder if pastor scheduled communion. I wonder if he's going to do it on Sunday. Should I do it every day? And then I'm personally, I'm thinking, well, if I open a bottle of wine, am I going to be able to drink it before? Because, <laughs> you know, I mean, when you take communion, you don't necessarily drink two glasses. Um, anyway, so that's interesting. I'm glad to hear about that. I think my spirit was connecting with that prophetically. Yeah. So shall I bring the wine? So you're going to use real wine. Huh? And when I do it, I am. Wow, that's, that's great. <laughs> I need that. No, I'm just decent. <laughs> we, of course, we must have wine. I, I, I bet Luke and Silva, you're going to have some wine. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think when he gets to heaven, he's going to ask the Lord why there wasn't any cheese at that table. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. I'm sure Luke will have many other questions for the Lord. But um, so be be prepared <clears throat> if you if you can. Because it would really be nice if you could participate real time with that. And remember, those of you who are in uh, places in our country who don't um, change daylight savings time, or those of you who are in Europe who don't change for another almost two weeks, um, we're now six hours apart from mainland Europe. So when you see the schedule, don't don't think it's the normal seven because it's not. Oh boy. You know, it's it's so it's it's kind of an odd thing because I know you've been working on different things for this week. I've been working on outlines for the past couple of days while well, I was working other times preparing the bulk of uh, the pantry but um, is so there any leaven in that pantry no no I checked check my pants before I came up here but I you know it's difficult I think we've already broached some of the topics uh, and so it's difficult to to not go into those things you've just been working on. But I um, I will say I received a request today from our brother Ratna Kumar in India. And he and his family need prayer right now. Uh, his son-in-law passed away recently at the young age of 50. And so... 
they're dealing with, I don't want to say questions, but, you know, wondering, Lord, why? And so those of you who know him, uh, please be in prayer for them. And um, continue to pray for Luciano and Anna in Sao Paulo. Any update that you've received? No, I was just actually checking on that because I have not received an update in a couple of days. Um, I'll check on her today. I'll check and see what's happening with Marcos. And, and also for France because I know that I heard from Julia couple of days ago once again it could have been last week but on Saturday and she was no I'm sorry it was Thursday she was talking about how you know it's challenging there they they've been locked down for months (coughs) and they they got that second strain that came out of Great Britain I guess of the COVID she didn't but I mean the nation got hit with that and they're very conservative with uh, the way that they handle the outbreak. And so they've been locked down. And, and I know for Luke and Sylvie and for all of our saints in France, it's, it's, it's hard to not feel that measure of freedom to be able to go out and breathe and, and, and have some space and go do your shopping. And, um, you know, and for the French, go have coffee or have a glass of wine at a at a a restaurant or something and so just be in prayer for them as well because I just really I know we all are ready for this whole COVID season to lift and um, just to be carried off in the wind <laughs> <laughs> yeah is this funny yesterday you know a couple days in a row now I've got this automated message from Judge Clay Jenkins, have you gotten one of those? Oh, you don't you don't have a house phone anymore. Uh-uh. Oh, it's the funniest thing. Does he tell you to drive through and get your communion? Because it says no, he drive through Tasha <laughs> communion <laughs> packet. He, that was he, one of the best things that came out of this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's uh, he he's, he he talks like a Texan, you know, and and he's given this message on the phone about. You know, if you're 50 or older now, you can go and get a, a vaccine. And um, he's he's just talking about it. And it's very kind for them to do that. But I listen to it, and I just chuckle. It's just so funny. Did it's, you? I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm done. I, I read an article a couple of days ago. I'm sure you probably saw this, where they, maybe the, the government has commissioned some different app creators to create an app for our phone that registers your vaccination so that when you go to fly or when you go into public places, they scan your phone to see that you've been vaccinated. Mm. And I thought, oh, well, at least it's not some kind of a thing in our skin. (laughs) But isn't that signs of the times? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really, it's amazing. I keep, I keep telling Olivia, you know, I think I, I think that I'm going to get the vaccine. And she's like, no, really? And I said, I really do because there's something in me that wants to get it before I'm forced to get it. I, I want it to be my choice. But then again, 
I don't, I, I, I don't know. And you, those that are listening probably have an opinion one way or the other. Yeah, yes or no. Yes or no. There's so many opinions. Emails and but I mean, I toy with, I mean, I, I do. I mean, I vacillate back and forth. Should I, shouldn't I, should I, should I, shouldn't I? Should I say or should I go? And I've said to you, and I think we've talked about this, that if, 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 if they tell us we cannot fly without the vaccine, what are we going to do? Because we know the Lord's called us to the nation. So um, it's just, it's kind of an ongoing battle. And I'm sure you probably are vacillating with those same thoughts. Yeah, I've thought, I've thought the very same thing. You know, I've said that publicly. I mean, I, I haven't gotten it. I could if I wanted to. Um, and I'm trusting the blood of Jesus and God's protected us. And we're still... We're still going, and but again, if it came down to the thing where, you know, you you've got a ministry in overseas, and after how long has it been? <laughs> it's the same it's been years. two years. I mean, if if France isn't going to let us in without that, then I'll do what I have to do to get over there. You yeah. know? Yeah, that's it's just like this constant. But then I don't want to be forced mm-hmm. I, because yeah. I, I don't know. It's and maybe that's just my own will that doesn't want. I want to be led of the Lord. And but there, I read this week about this is an interesting broadcast about there was that vaccine that they were using in parts of Europe that they had to pull because people were getting blood clots and AstraZeneca. Yeah. So I, I well, I'm not signing up today. I can tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's kind of, you know, there's so many anomalies. There's so many anomalies. I mean, um, you know, like um, Marvin, Marvin Hagler, the, the boxer, you know, that initially Hitman Hearn said that he died because he took the vaccine. But then Hagler's wife said, that's not true. I mean, that's, that's not true. He died of natural causes. I was with him. He just died. And she issued that statement. And, you know, then Larry Gatlin got the first shot, I think, of Moderna, and then he contracted COVID. Oh, I don't know about all this. And then, you know, so how did that happen? I mean, who knows how it happened? But, um, I just hate it. But it's, you know, it's just, I... My only thing is that we we want to be able to go. I, I don't know what what will be required to go into Brazil. They're getting hit hard right now. Yeah, and not not just to go in there, but when you want to come back. No, I don't want. To, I love the Brazilian people, but I don't want to stay down there for three months. You know. Oh, I know. I know, and and we just need to make this statement that we are. Following the leading of the Lord and yeah, the Spirit, I, and that's what we will do. And like you said, we trust in His blood, and He's protected us. And those of us that have gotten it have survived it. And and but this vaccine is just another level of. You can look at it as control. You there's so many different ways you can look at it. I was, I was speaking with one of my secular friends the other day, while I was getting my hair cut. And she was leaving my appointment to go drive someplace remote to get her vaccine. And so she goes on to tell me that 
She believes that if you don't have it, you're going to be shamed. Oh, yes, you are. Oh, it's going to be like a shame thing. Now, isn't that the enemy? Well, what can you do right now where you're not going to be shamed? Like socially. I know, but she said, I feel like it's going to be one of those things that, I mean, even socially, you're going to be shamed. Yeah. If you don't. And I just was just like. It's, it is set, it's so not demonic. the mark of the beast, but it's setting the stage for yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. There will be something that happens, whether it's identity theft or, you know, the need to know um, your medical vulnerabilities so that uh, coming into various areas, there are going to be pestilences and plagues that the Bible says are going to happen. And, um, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be something that people are going to embrace and they're going to cut off those that don't do it. That's what the scripture says. So, um, but right now, I mean, I don't think Uncle Joe has signed an executive order about that, but. Well, then I was at the doctor last week and I was asking them, because of course they all got vaccinated and I was just asking them, you know, just if they experienced any side effects or whatever. And, and one of the nurses said that it's going to be an annual thing, like a flu virus, where you get the flu virus, I'm, I'm sorry, the flu vaccine, and you also get the COVID vaccine. Hmm. And that just made me cringe. I was just, oh, my goodness. Well, you know what I don't understand is if, it, if COVID is, is a variation of a cold. So why haven't they come up with a virus that keeps you from, uh, with, with a vaccination that keeps you from getting the cold? I'd sign up for that. I think there's so many millions of different cold viruses. Yeah. That, and I'd always been told that once you get one, one strain, one cold, one virus, there's so many mul- millions of virus, viruses. Once you get one, you're immune and you don't get that one again. So if you get the cold a second time, it's not the same virus; it's a different one. Now I didn't I didn't go to medical school, so I don't know, but um, the Lord's just going to have to inoculate us. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it's such a strange thing. And then you've read the Catholic debates about the, and this isn't just Catholic about the uh, the fetal tissue from the '60s that has been being kept. Uh, functional that they do all these different vaccination tests on and so you if you take this you're really participating in abortion and you know I've read like the New Orleans bishops and the Pennsylvania bishops and and of all things the the Holy See and the Vatican can you believe that the Vatican said that they couldn't bless gay marriage yesterday I mean that was really interesting um, I forwarded that article to you. Yeah, but it didn't it say that they would stand behind the civil? They just couldn't bless. They couldn't bless it. To me, what's the what's the? Yeah, difference? but they were almost like promoting the civil, but not the because they do two different. Yeah. They do the civil and then the religious. Yeah. So they're standing and kind of endorsing the the civil. It's okay. We're we're going to stand with you, but we just cannot say we can bless. Yeah. Bless it, it. It's 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 funny. So I was reading the arguments about about that, and you know they're sincere. You know I'm I'm just grateful. Like when I was a kid, being from growing up in Pittsburgh, we we studied even in grade school. 
about how the, the polio vaccine was developed because it really was a big thing, Jonas Salk, University of Pittsburgh. And it was a miraculous thing because kids were, you know, even Franklin Roosevelt, so many, can you imagine what that must have been like, polio? You send your kid to camp in the summer and they come back and they're crippled and they that way for their life. And um, so when they came through with that, the protests that came, don't take this, don't do this, uh, you know, don't, don't take this uh, inoculation because this and this and this will happen. So they, they did a national thing, but they also, the city of Pittsburgh embraced this and all the little kids got vaccinated, including me. And um, I was too young to remember that. I still had the circle on my arm from, from where that vaccination was. And then they proved, you know, kids' heads aren't falling off. This really stops this. And the weird thing is, is that Bill Gates, whatever you think about him, um, they just finally vaccinated the last pocket in the earth in, in Africa for polio that hadn't had a polio vaccine. Can you imagine that? Sixty Over 60 years later. But that was totally different. That was just research mm -hmm. this this is just really a strange time and we're not taking a stand one way or another no absolutely uh, not um and i know a lot of you have strong opinions on one side or another and it's we're just talking here but you ask me i haven't taken it i'm trusting the blood god has protected me i don't know all those times being in and out of the hospital last year i'm it's a miracle it, I mean, it is just a miracle. The room I was in on the second time was was a COVID room. <laughs> it's like a little closet. And I'm laying in there and I said, what is the deal with this room? I mean, why didn't you just put me out in the tent? They said, well, we had COVID patients in here up to last week. <laughs> but the blood of Jesus has preserved me. Now, I don't know, you know, I hate, I detest that you, you guys got hit. But God preserved you. But the, the the thing that for me is that that business of travel. Yeah, that's it for me too. Internationally, you can shame me all you want, but I, it's just um. I, you know how many times that I and you too have to get vaccinated, going to India and going to Africa, the all those Hep shots and all of the. You know, make sure you got the tetanus and make sure you've got the yellow fever, which you have to have, or people in white coats will grab you when you get off the plane and take you into a back room, charge you a hundred bucks and give you a shot. Um, all of those vaccinations, I mean, I, I would go, and you would too, over to that, um, uh, I forget the name of the place, where we would get all our vaccinations. And so I've, I've done this before just so that I could go and minister in other countries. And yeah, the one that they kept trying to press was that Japanese, Japanese encephalitis shot, which was like 400 bucks. And I said, no, I'm not gonna take that. Well, you know, you'd be safe. Well, I'm safe now. Does the government require me to have that? No, but the last three times I went to Passport Health, they they tried to get that shot, and then and then some kind of a 
that's kind of a variation of meningitis. So they'd say, well, this will protect you against this and this. I said, look, I'm only doing this because I have to have it to get in. That's it. And they look at me like, well, why don't you let us just take these vials and stick <laughs> shit you up? <laughs> oh, my goodness. What a strange discussion here. So we're not advocating one way or another. No. And we, we've looked and we've read things. So please, our devotion this week is on the Prophet Seminar. So and I know that there are people, even in my church, that have very strong opinions one way or the other. But we're thanking God that he's preserved all of us. Yeah. And, um, but we do want this door to open up, to get back to Europe, to get into Brazil, and to go the other places that this craziness has blocked. And for you all to come here. Yeah. Well, I think, yes, our European brothers and sisters. Oh, and anyone, I mean. Well, some of them are flying in. Yeah. I mean, two of them are probably landed right already now. But, you know, the issue, the, another issue is different parts of the country. I mean, I'm, I mean, we already had New York that was quarantining certain states from flying there. California, I'm surprised they haven't done it. I, I really am with Newsom. God knows what he's up to. But um, it's, it's, it's a very interesting, well, but meantime, our southern border is just open for business. I, I read last night that our convention center, downtown Dallas, is now housing almost 4,000 people that the government brought up here, fresh, fresh across the border, young men. And I don't know how many of them have COVID. I, who knows? But that's down here. So there's kind of an anomaly. I hope all the folks up north that used to be part of our network are sending money down here to take care of those folks. I mean, they're so concerned about that. And maybe they can send pillows for those cages that, that now that Trump's not in office, they're not calling them that for the migrant kids. But um, anyway, boy, we're just going all over the place. I can see why we don't have a Tuesday broadcast <laughs> prior to the seminar. <laughs> goodness gracious but tomorrow when we launch into uh the actual sessions um we're looking forward to what god is wanting us to release and we'll try not to make this too temporal where we mention a bunch of things that a year from now people won't have any understanding why you're why you're mentioning that um this broadcast though it's already gone wheels off. So. <laughs> now, we talked about the border last week, and I got a message from Teresa that very day reminding me that, um, you know, their property is right there uh -huh. at the border. And she said it, it's, it's, it's really interesting because all the, the people that were there even though they weren't going to build the wall on their property or right there, but all the workers, the wall workers, they've all left. And she said, um, the terrible thing is the, the, I guess the aggression of the people that are coming over. She said they had a guy that walked right down the center of the road in front of their place the other day. 
And she said he probably wanted a ride, <laughs> but didn't even blink when we drove by. And, you know, I pray for them because I know there's a lot of drug trafficking right mm-hmm. there. And I do. I pray for Jerry. I know that his business is up in those hills and and he's told us some crazy stories about just that trafficking. And um, it's just it's just a really unique time. But but I do believe, Teresa, that that God has very strategically placed you in that terrio and um for a for a purpose and we pray for you and yes that's that's true yeah because there's a lot of just a lot of stirring yeah it's it's an interesting it's an interesting time i mean and i i do believe you know we should we should have on our new website a tab Maybe we could call it Stories with Uncle Jerry. <laughs> we could have Jerry. He, he tells some of the greatest tales. It's like a different world that he that he uh, that he experiences. That would that would be the that would probably be one of the most populated <laughs> visiting entertaining parts of the site. I remember the first time I went there and actually had a lot of conversation with him and the reality that. I actually am talking to a real live cowboy because our, you know, in our vernacular, cowboys are, they're kind of shellacked. You know, it's what we see in the Westerns and, and it's, it's urban cowboys, I guess I should say. And I remember him having a conversation downstairs in the basement when he came to Dallas with Les and Noah, because they were planning a trip to go and to their ranch and to have him take them on a hunt. Uh And so one of the two boys was, or either Les or Noah, was talking about this kind of gun and these kind of boots and this kind of hat. And Jerry's just like shaking his head and like, you're not wearing that. You're not going to bring that. (laughs) No, no, no. Because literally, I mean, our, (laughs) our idea, we're urban cowboys and he is like a real true to life cowboy. And it just, I remember him talking about having a pet. Uh, mountain lion yeah from the time it was a cub and it would like lay on their sofa and it that just i just mystifies me because i would i love i'm so fascinated with that life i grew up watching westerns i think i was i could definitely fit into that yeah. <laughs> as long as i had a restroom <laughs> oh my goodness see see we miss we miss the saints and we we have to we have to recreate stories of uh days gone by just to just to get by we do miss you all so much i mean it, 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 we miss you so very much so um, i just might start weeping <clears throat> i know i mean and i'm hoping that by mid-year we'll start being able to travel openly uh i'd do it right now I mean, I, I, but, but the problem is that you don't know what people f- feel. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to press your views in real time on on other people, even though they're your brothers and sisters. And so I've purposely, even though we could travel, I mean, gee whiz, Mark Burke, he's flying all over the place, you know. 
And uh, I know you traveled quite a bit, um, but we're looking for uh, kind of an all clear so that we don't become a burden to folks. Um, hopefully that'll be soon. Yeah, amen. The burden issue is still out there. I mean, I know. <laughs> for some people, I'm a burden all the time. So uh, anyway, so um, we're out of time. We ask you for the agreement in prayer uh, for all the reasons that we talked about and others that the Lord might bring to your heart. And uh, we, we will look forward to joining together before the throne on behalf of the Word and our joint mission. Um, look forward to tomorrow morning, first session, 9.30 Dallas time. And until then, and throughout that time, God bless you all. God bless you. Abide in the vine. Amen. Okay, thanks for tuning in. Adios.